Did you ever want to write and illustrate your own books? Today we talked to Lori Taylor, who does just that, starting right now. Welcome to the Weird and Wacky Planet's Nature Just Got Real podcast for kids. Join KB Carr, author of the Weird and Wacky Planet series with Chuck Darwin, Tito and Captain Jack as they bring you the real skinny on what's really going on in the natural world. And now, here's your host, KB Carr. Hello, Planeteers. Today's episode, we are going to talk to uh, author, artist, and illustrator Lori Taylor. And she's, she writes the uh, Holly Wild book series, well, a few others too. And she's going to give us some uh, insights as to how that all happened. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. Also, I want, to, uh, I want to say hello to our new listeners from Austria. That is super cool. Thank you for listening. And now, here's our interview with Lori Taylor. Hello, today's guest is author, artist, and illustrator. I did it. <laughs> Lori Taylor, who's actually a personal friend of mine. Um, and she is the author of the Holly Wilde series. Uh, for for kids, it's an awesome awesome series. It's a it's a fiction series, yes. But it's yeah yes, it yeah. Show them on the. It's a realistic fiction. Yes, but it's it's, it's a, in nature. It's a nature science uh, fiction uh, series for kids that uh, that uh, I highly recommend. So I'm going to let Lori introduce herself and tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, Lori. Um, how did you? Yeah, get started doing all this. Well, um, when I was a kid, I always start when I do school programs and stuff, I always talk about when I was a kid. And um, I grew up in the city in Pontiac. And um, so being a city kid, I was five years old, we moved out to the country. And we lived in Clarkston, and it was wild out there. And it was, you know, trees and grasses and ponds and fields and just very wild and um so i was really i was smitten but deathly afraid of all the critters out there everything was so different than the city and um so my mother taught us to be afraid of everything (laughs) blame the mom when you walk to the bus stop, watch out for the badgers. And I'm like, I don't even know what a badger is. So I, was, you know, I don't know if I see one. If and it's I would probably know not going to attack you at a bus stop. <laughs> probably not going to do it. And, and so, um, and then my neighbor said, you know, to be afraid of dragonflies because they'll sew up your lips. And so, as you wow, know, I never heard that one. Oh, I I know there were some great ones and foxes and and bobcats. I would hear outside my bedroom window screaming in the woods, and so it was all of that. But I wasn't afraid of snakes, and that's that's so funny because I I, re- I recall that about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love my pet snakes, and I love chasing the snakes in my home around here now because they're just they're so cool so you kind of just went um, back to nature being from there and then being very afraid of it and then you were a city person for a while yeah 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 Mm -hmm. 
So, so being a city kid, and I've always lived in the country, but when I um, got married and then raised my kids in Goodrich, we had a little bit of a wild area behind our house where I found artifacts and stuff, and that was cool, but I've always wanted to live in the woods, yeah. and that's where I am today, in the heart of the Manistee National Forest. So I um, love that. Yep, I yeah. love that just outside the door porcupines and bears and snakes and everything and endangered turtle species which yeah. i want to come out one day and we're going to make a we're going to make an an endangered turtle species video Absolutely. yeah yeah we just released a map turtle and she was a good size 10 inch map turtle that um my business partner had rescued uh, a car had hit it and so we put it in a little hospital in um, our den and uh, we just released her she was good she was raring to go oh so, that's awesome yeah. that is really awesome and so you've I, got and you've got landing turtles right out there you what you have like blandings turtles out there blandings? yep yep mm -hmm. we've got blandings there's wood turtles that's another one that people love to see them and you can't move them out of their home territory they can never be released because they wander around looking for the rest of their lives for their home. Right. And working at a nature center, uh, I learned a lot about that. And I used to have to feed the snapping turtle, and uh, which was always a fun thing because that head would shoot up for the food like a good six inches out of the water. So you'd have to make sure you had your fingers and arm out of the way. Feeding the rat snakes and, and all the critters at the nature center. Um, another big learning experience for me. I'm so. sure. I'm sure. And I know you have some unusual pets right now. I do. It's like a little zoo here. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you got over there. <laughs> so I've got, I can't even remember which one came first anymore because I've been been, I've just been taking care of them, but I do have a corn snake again. I had a corn snake, and then when we moved to the woods, um, I adopted him out to a school that it, it had, their corn snake had died. So Kenny went to go live with them. Kenny, and, I remember um, Kenny, the Kenny. corn snake. And so now I have um, Pip, Pippi Longstocking, because when Aww. she she uh, sheds her skin, it's a long stocking. So I kind of named my critters after storybook characters. And then I have goldfish, um, ivy and bean, and uh, Wilbur P. Nut is my hamster. And uh -huh. um, let's see, who am I missing? Bunzo, another little rescue bunny that he gets run of the house when he's not being naughty. Uh -huh. and, I raised rabbits for about six years with my daughter, so, um, and this little guy is just a naughty husband. So <laughs> the coolest critter of all that I have. I mean, they're all really cool, but then Luna, my axolotl, and um, so she's really awesome. I've had her, I think, almost two years now, and um, so they are an endangered see they're called the Mexican walking fish and they're so cool it's like a permanent it's a salamander who's in a permanent nymphal stage so she's got the little wiggly rami like gills and oh. um, she crawls so she's got little feet crawls on her mountain 
and um, I feed her one worm a day, and so she's she's really awesome. She can never come out of the water, and they're just amazing creatures. Oh, I, I, that's the one I'm the most excited about. I did have one of those. I did a chapter in one of my books about the axolotl, and oh, and awesome. uh, yeah, and and all their little. Uh, particularities, and I would just oh, love it. one day. Uh, one day I'm going to have one. I just lost my last goldfish. She was five. Mm. Yeah, and I'd lost uh, the two previous seven-year-olds, and so we're just going to give the tank a rest for now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I put my goldfish. They're in a horse trough out on my porch, and uh, so they've got a nice big pond. Nice. Uh, got the screen in porch so the raccoons and the bears won't go shopping although they could if they wanted and uh, saw the bear video on your, on your <laughs> facebook page <laughs> you banging on stuff trying to scare the bear away there yeah that's look that intimidated <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it, yeah it was kind of hesitant like what's she doing you know, I just don't know what she's doing. Woman's and, making a lot of noise, man. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it, was, it was really cool because um, we're told, and I follow the DNR rules and everything. It's like you're supposed to discourage them. And they're <laughs> awesome to see, but up close is not a personal favorite of mine. And going back to childhood, that's one of the big fears I had as a kid. And my dad taking us up north and showing me claw marks on a tree, and it's like bears. And ever <laughs> since then, even in my Holly Wild books, Holly Wild wears bear bells. So actually seeing one and having it come closer to me to sniff, and that picture of that bear sniffing and the ears forward listening to see what I was, um, because they have poor eyesight, but their nose is really good. And um, yeah, so when I turn around in the video, that's when the bear started advancing. I know. Advancing. Yes. Yes. Okay, this isn't working. Better you than me. I've probably been out there going, hi, hi, hi. What can I do for you? What do you need? What, what can I give you? Want to move in? And that's where yeah. you know, with black bears and like with anything, they're, they're wild and we want to keep them wild. Yeah. And um, because we had a girl in Traverse City uh, some years ago that um, encountered a black bear on a trail. She was 12 years old mm -hmm. and wanted to pet it and it mauled her. Um, she yeah. survived. People heard it. But, you know, in a city setting, you know, you just you can't treat them like they're wild animals and they need yeah. to be uh, they need to be really respect. That has to be respected. Right. Yeah. So here I've got my bear skull. Ooh, and, the skull. Uh, yes, this is one that I ended up getting from the nature center that I worked at. So when you Ooh. see how that jaw can yeah. open, yeah. That's, uh, that's enough reason right there to discourage them. Right, and yep. Yeah. So I had to make yep. lots of noise, and it was cool. <laughs> it was really cool. But <laughs> I have my granddaughter out there, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Right, right. Exactly. Now you did a good job. He, at first he looked too intimidated, but he did. He did get the hint, and off he went. Yeah, so. he did. That's funny. All right, tell me how the how the Holly Wild series got started. Um, how did you start writing those? Well, you know, I didn't expect to write them, and it was it all started on 
old Beaver Island, and I brought all my books with me to help the props. They help me remember. But it all started on Beaver Island years ago when I went. And being a nature geek that I am, I found something incredibly unusual. And um, it was on the shore, and it looked like an arm. It was as long as an arm, and as thick as an arm, and it had looked looked like leech marks all over. And I'm like, oh my God, what is it? I've never seen that. So I took my daughter and friends, and we went down, and we were like, oh my God, it's a human arm. And then you know, it's like, oh, I think it's a prehistoric snake. So and and that's actually a true story. So <laughs> we ended up. Um, running the strange creepy thing into the Central Michigan University Biological Station, say that three times, CMU Bio Station, <laughs> and, um, during a horrible storm and uh, with hail pelting us and everything, well they ended up having a tornado that day out on Lake Michigan, it was that bad. So we went in and found out what it was and I was so embarrassed. And it's like, it wasn't, was it? Storm, wasn't a snake, it wasn't an ancient tree. You have to read the book to find out what it was. But it wasn't an arm, so that's good. So, and <laughs> right. Actually, it um, because it looked like a snake. It looked like a tree. It looked like a pine snake. And I'll I'll tell you anyway because we're friends. But it's a rhizome from the pine snake, and it looked like a pine snake. But the pine snake is also known as the yellow pondweed, and the rhizomes look like a giant snake and it looks like it's made of pine so the rhizomes are down in the water and beavers love eating them they're full of starch they um, send oxygen up to the leaves those were the leech marks on that what is the what is the rhizome what is it, it's what? like the root it's like the main root and it's sunk in the water and the pond lily shoots up the leaves shoot right. up from that so it 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 makes all the energy down there and it releases the oxygen to the leaves and and all of that. So a beaver had chewed that because it's a popular beaver food and it had floated up and onto the shore. And that's, <laughs> that's when I found out I was so embarrassed. It's like, it's not an arm, you know. You know that would have freaked me out. <laughs> but <laughs> so cool. That's what started. It was such a silly story. It's like, oh my God. And I call myself the bumbling naturalist. I run into nature and find out what it was and learn about it. So that's pretty much me. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's uh, that's all I got going on. <laughs> and then after that, I was artist in residence, which is an artist who lives in a park um, for the uh, Sleeping Bear. Uh, National Lakeshore. So I got to live in the park for three weeks and that came out with the next book was Let Sleeping Bear Do His Lie. Now the books are on nature, but and Holly Wilde is the uh, main character, the protagonist, and she learns by bumbling into nature and finding out. And um, so Sleeping Bear is one of the special areas when I was a kid. And we'd go up there and I was mesmerized with the story of mother bear swimming across the lake with her cubs. So um, this one I think is my favorite book. All the books are funny. They have real science in them, but I teach it in a funny way and I don't push it in your face, but the stories help kids connect. And, you know, I have so many adults that read them and laugh. 
And so Holly is really yeah. kind of you, yes. <laughs> or based on you, but she's yeah. a child. <laughs> right, right. And how, right. how old is Holly? She's like 12? She's 11. She's yeah. 11, okay. Yeah. She goes 10 to 11 in the book, and um, it took several years to develop her because she looked very young, and I had her young. But to uh, reach an older audience to understand the science, because I love using, number one, the humor and having kids understand that. And then um, the science and things that I learned when I was a seasonal naturalist and having kids learn that they're stewards of all of this out there. So um, it's just a great way to, to do that. And I enjoy it because they're so funny. Sometimes I get to laughing while I'm writing and, you know, <laughs> Well, I yeah. like that. I like that about that series. But what what is your goal with the series? Like, like for kids, are they, um, what is the, the kind of, what do you want kids to get out of the series? What I want them to get out is to, number one, be curious. And to, um, and like with me, not to be afraid. A lot of people, and when I used to bring the snake into school, would be afraid of snakes. Usually the adults were afraid of snakes. And it's like, <laughs> learn about them, read about them, have observations and experiences with them and learn and make your own decision. Right. So it's um, presenting things that um, are new experiences for kids, have them learn about it and um, staying curious with things that are going out and, you know, going on out in the world. Be a right. superhero for you know the little guys like worms and water bears and things like that you know so you bet you bet and so and you're illustrating your book you're writing the books and you're also yes. the illustrator because you're a very right. very talented uh, artist <laughs> and illustrator so so but you were doing that before the books weren't you? correct yeah um I, I like to call myself a storyteller with pictures and words, and um, I never know which comes first, you know, the stories or the pictures, but yeah, I was drawing, and ever since I was a kid, they used to throw crayons into my uh, playpen to keep me entertained when I was three years old, so I drew as a kid and um, did all kinds of nature things after moving to the country, but um, when I got into high school, um, I had a microscope and took science classes and drew things and um, didn't know where I wanted to go as far as a career. So I ended up roundabout um, illustrating and doing uh, nature drawings for uh, Oakland County Parks and Recreation. So drawing coyote poop so people know <laughs> what it looks like having scat so you can tell and I had to do the research with that, like dog, yep. coyote, and so people would know the difference. So I was doing that for about oh, seven years, plus taxidermy for them. You get to know the ins and outs of animals, and that was, uh, that was a volunteer thing. So I learned a lot from the nature center. So by, by drawing all of that stuff and um, doing nature art, it just everything went to books and especially with humor because I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> People tell me I'm funny too, but not always on purpose. <laughs> 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 not always intentionally. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> kind of roll. But I, I collect all kinds of bones and stones and fossils and things. And, and uh, I've got like my uh, mummified bat that when I was artisan residence at uh, the Porcupine Mountains, um, there were a couple that had gotten into the stove and died mummified in there. And so the, the lady was going to get rid of them. I said, oh, there you go. Like, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it. So, and that helps you learn to draw them um, yes. as you, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've taught sing. classes for about, oh gosh, 25, 30 years to kids and have brought this bat in particular, still has all of its toes and having kids wow. draw it. So, um, you know, it's taking stationary things like rocks and fossils. And if you can find really cool bones out in nature, here's a deer jaw. A jaw. And um, just teaching how to draw contour drawings. You use your eye and crawl across the object's outline and you know draw while you're looking at it or uh, gesture drawing. And that you can use with um, your friends, like your animal friends, your pets, and draw how they're moving in just real quick lines. And those are the things that I've taught kids, and then I've had bats and bones and things out for them to draw. So love that. Always a way to start. So what are you working on now? Uh, what are you working on now? Well, um, right now I've I've been getting um, illustration. Um, commissions from people and I'm working on a book and I hope to have that done soon and I just got another interested uh, client who wants to tell a story of an adventurous chipmunk so I'll be working on that <laughs> but my own books I've got um, a fishing adventure book and that I hope to get out this year sometime as soon as I finish these other projects and that was yeah. a crazy story when I was a teenager and um, then I've got another uh, chapter book, a series about an urban Sasquatch. Ooh. And of course, living in the National Forest where I do, there's lots of stories about the forest people and uh, <laughs> in this area in particular. So I keep thinking this is the year. This is the, if there's any year we're going to discover Bigfoot, this is going to be the one. We've got all <laughs> kinds of weird stuff going on out there. Oh, I <laughs> this know. Be the like year. This yeah, they're going to be hiding and, and like right. guys go. <laughs> Aliens or Bigfoot or both. Right. This is going to be the year yeah. that, that that happens because this is just a weird, weird, weird year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's, um, I'm doing another book on our bog too, animals oh, nice. in the bog. So, and we have carnivorous plants yes i saw that on facebook page i saw the carnivorous plants that you had out yeah. there that was very intriguing too very talk about weird and wacky plants yeah i like that yeah yeah oh, we've got a bunch of yeah. them you know it's just yeah. it's such a great place um just full of uh, diversity you know with the marsh and the bog and the lake and the woods and so there's always something well one of the one of these days i am going to get out there to visit <laughs> I am. 
you need to fly and go by jeep and <laughs> <laughs> right i don't know it's not that far is what what an hour or two from me and i should say say that lori the the hollywood series those are all michigan-based right. uh, books correct yeah yeah they are right those are michigan-based uh what else do i have i've got some i have retold some native american legends and um crazy cat and uh don't chase that rabbit and so that is another one um, with following bobcat tracks and again that bobcat story of what being a kid and hearing the scream out in the woods and the neighbors going out and looking for it because we had chickens um, so again and I modeled the cat after my son when he was a teenager very angsty so, <laughs> Everybody gets a chance when you're you an artist and you have family members. It's like I did Hot Times in the Big Creek Wood, and Beaver is my dad. Uh, he was a construction worker and builder, and um, this was actually a true story of uh, a feud he held with his neighbor in Mayo many years ago. So I get my animal characters and. and substitute them with family characters. I like it. Yep. <laughs> it's all grist for the mill. <laughs> oh, well, what, what do you want? Uh, what do you want kids to know? Like if you had to leave us with something, what, what do you want kids to know? Oh gosh. Um, stay curious. Absolutely. Yeah. Just Absolutely. Go explore. And uh, that's, I don't know, I guess that's, that's the one because that's what I do. You know, it's like, you never know what's outside your door. So that is true enough. <laughs> that is true enough. <laughs> me, I never know. So I carry okay, it. Hopefully out. there'll be a bear outside of mine. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got pepper spray and air horn by the door. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know it was a kind of a short notice for oh, you, so I really appreciate that. Oh, um, no problem at all. Yeah. Gap I, in programming. And yeah. I was like, whoa, Lori. <laughs> I watched the bear video. And I'm like, if Lori wants to come on. <laughs> <laughs> Always. It's great fun. I just I oh. love talking about the different things. I've had alligators jump at me. I've had manatees like uh, look me right in the nostrils and and so I love sharing those wild animal stories that's cool 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 stuff and I appreciate uh, I appreciate all of that about you <laughs> so all right oh yeah and make sure when you are curious carry a sketchbook yep and a field yep. journal yeah all that stuff down journal, sketchbooks that's all the same thing that's, yep. I draw from observations and experiences. Document, document uh, that what 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 you yeah. see, what you hear, what you what you go yeah. through, so that you can look back at that later and relive that experience. Yep, yeah. that's what I do. I Absolutely. have a book for every journey. Yep. All right, Lori. Thank, thank you so much for coming on, yeah. and uh, I hope you have. Uh, Grace, this I again. I'm coming out there. I I swear it. Okay. <laughs> At some point, we just got to get past all the coronavirus now. So, yeah. <laughs> and one of these days, we'll get out there and we'll make a definitely uh, make a um, a video about endangered species and turtles yeah. and stuff. So, wild plants. Yeah. You can hop in a kayak and, and go see everything. I'd love to do that. 
All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for so being much. here. We appreciate right. it. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Lori Taylor. I know I learned a lot and I am super jealous of all her cool pets. <laughs> so, uh, so if you are interested in uh, writing and drawing your own nature book, you know how she got started. So go out there, remember, take a field journal with you and a sketchbook and, uh, and get started. And now here's a word from our sponsors. Do you know what the fastest animal on the planet is? What about the slowest? It might not be what you think. Find out in the book Weird and Wacky Facts About the Fastest and Slowest. Part of the Weird and Wacky Planet series by KB Carr. Encounter them wherever books are sold and wrap your wings around your own copy. And now here's Chuck Darwin with our Word of the Week. It's time for the Weird and Wacky Word of the week. The word of the week is biophobia. It is a noun and means avoidance of contact with animals, plants, or organic materials, or a strong aversion to aspects of the natural world. You'll recall that earlier in the interview, Laurie stated that she was afraid of being in nature and of animals when she was a child. The word for that is biophobia. See how many times you can use the word biophobia in a sentence today and impress someone with your genius. Until next week, I am Dr. Chuck Darwin. Cheerio. Thanks, Chuck. And now here is Captain Jack answering a listener question. Got a question? Ask the captain. Ahoy, mateys. This week's question comes from Jimmy in Alabama. Jimmy asks, what is the difference between an artist and an illustrator? Well, Jimmy, while illustrators are considered artists, all artists are not illustrators. Artists use art to communicate thoughts, feelings, and ideas. Illustrators create images for publications and products, usually to show things for commercial purposes. For example, when mommy makes a drawing for a book, she wants to show you what something looks like. She is making an illustration. If she paints a picture of an animal and hangs it on a wall, she is trying to get you to feel something about the animal. She might use that painting in a book too, but it is more than an illustration. See the difference? Hope that answers your questions, Jimmy. If any of you want to ask me something, just email it to naturejustgotreal at gmail.com. I'm always listening. This is Captain Jack signing off till next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jack. And now here's Tito with this week's Creature Feature. And now, the Weird and Wacky Weekly Creature Feature. This week's weird animal is the axolotl. This highly endangered critter is also called a walking fish, but it is not a fish. It's an amphibian. It has small gills like a fish, but is closely related to a salamander. It stays in the water all the time because it never develops into an actual salamander. It can also regenerate a limb if it needs to. A whole limb! The axolotl has a wide mouth and looks like it's smiling all the time. 
Some of them even have pink hair and blue fingernails. KB thinks it has one of the cutest faces you can find underwater. It's the cutie pie Peter Pan of amphibians. <laughs> I'm Tito, and I'll see you all next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show and learned as much about uh, illustrating and uh, authoring and writing books about nature. I can't wait to go over to Lori's house and play with all her pets. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Go have an awesome illustrating, authoring adventure in your neighborhood. That wraps up the show for today. Thank you to our sponsor, Weird and Wacky Planet. And thank you for listening. Thank you for caring and thank you for sharing. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Let us know if you do and we might mention you on the show. Until next week, go have an adventure in your neighbourhood.